0: Ultimately, what I feel about it now that I actually made the decision was that I'm really smart for making this decision. And I'm not going to say I'm early in my age, but I'm certainly not late in my years either.
1: Welcome to the Franchise Friend Podcast, where we bring you an exclusive look into the world of franchise ownership. Hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you for jumping on the Franchise Friend Podcast. I am with Alex with Patrice and Associates out of uh, Boston. Is that right?
0: Yes, I am located in the Boston area.
1: So, um, she is uh very kind to jump on here today with us and share her journey with finding Patrice and associates and looking into franchising. Alex, I have to ask you, where do you get all this energy from? I'm, I'm looking for it. where's, where's the source? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, you're not the first person to ask me that question. Actually. Um, I am very much a glass half full kind of person. I really like that about myself. Um, I've been through some challenges in life that made me realize that, um, being flexible and taking some risks and being a half glass full kind of person really works in my favor. It makes life a lot more tolerable. So, really, that kind of perspective um, is what fuels my energy. Honestly, I don't even drink caffeine anymore. I got rid of it because I figured I don't actually need it. <laughs> I have enough energy on my
1: own. <laughs> yeah, you're like overfilling the tank. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yep, that's that's where the energy comes from. I'm just excited about um, about life in general, especially with uh, the new opportunity that I, I have been going through with Patrice and associates and this whole franchising world has actually even further fueled my energy. I would say.
1: It seems like such a really good fit for you, you know, like, you know, helping people f- like match, them with positions. Um, and then you running your own business, you know, grabbing it by, by the horns and doing it yourself. Like it just seems like a really good fit for you. At what point during your process were you like, this is it because you, didn't really come from this type of background, right?
0: No, I didn't come from the recruiting background even even a little bit. You know, I was always slightly involved in the hiring process with my previous career. And I had worked with recruiters personally when they had reached out to me. And, you know, that's how I got some of the jobs that I had been placed with over the years. But this whole opportunity was, was a brand new experience for me. <laughs> that's for sure. And I think, you know, I... I realized during the investigative process, I guess, of when I first started looking at franchising as a potential new career opportunity for me, which had honestly never been on my radar before in the past. Um, When it was first presented to me, I thought that the person who introduced me to it, I thought they were crazy. I thought there was no way, (laughs) there was no chance that I was going to be able to afford it. That was probably my biggest concern, which I know money is always a concern for people. And... You know, once we started to kind of hone in and start looking at various business models, I just realized how much of a variety there is out there in the franchising world and how much more control of my own life it kind of offered me. And so once I really started to explore it and look at the different business models with Patrice and Associates in particular. I realized that a lot of the skills I had already acquired throughout my career were very transferable over into what I'm doing now. So I had the knowledge of the industry, uh, the hospitality industry, which is what my background is in. So I had some knowledge of that, which I knew would be helpful, but really it was my personality um, that I knew was going to align exactly with this, with making this move and choosing Patrice and Associates. It was my personality style as well as the skills that I had already acquired, not only throughout my career, but through life in general. I guess you could say I I went to the school of life a lot as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like whenever I'm helping people and we're looking at through brands, I often share with them a very similar story where, you know, people... I'll show them brands, typically is three or four. And that third or fourth one is always something that they would have never thought of, you know, and it could be something like a Patrice and Associates. And they're often like this, you're crazy. Um, I don't even know if I want to waste my time getting on the phone with them. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like you kind of have a similar experience. And, and often these people, you know, the, the bottom one on their list will often become the top one by the end. You know, what was it about the process? Of, like, you know, you took the first call with Patrice, you know, like did, how many calls did it take? You know, like until you were like, you know what, I actually can see myself doing this.
0: You know, that, that's a great question, actually. Um, it took quite a few calls. And I should say I started exploring the franchising world while I was going through a very challenging period in my life. So I wanted to make sure that I took my time with the decision that I was making. And so, you know, I looked at a variety of business models this one actually, oddly enough, um, this business model jumped out at me right from the beginning, oddly enough. The thing that jumped out about it for me was that I, I know myself very well at this point. Me, myself, and I, we have a lot of conversations <laughs> <laughs> about ways to constantly, you know, better ourselves and things like that. So I would say I know myself and all of the personalities within myself pretty well at this point. And uh, so the thing that really attracted me to it was the people part. I'm very, I know very much that I love working with people. I love talking to strangers. And so that was a big driver for me. But when I came to making the final decision, I would say the validation calls were really instrumental. And helping me really get a good read on the situation. Hearing from a number of people who, you know, I all the validation calls I went through, I Google stalked all of the people before <laughs> I got on the calls with them. And some of them had really incredible resumes. I mean, you know, some of them were former senior vice presidents of major companies, which at first was pretty intimidating to me. And I, I said to my father at one point when I was making this decision, I said, I'm either really smart for doing this at my age, or I'm biting off way more than I can chew and I just don't know it yet. <laughs> um and um, you know, ultimately what I feel about it now that I actually made the decision was that I'm really smart for making this decision. And, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm early in my age, but I'm certainly not late in my years either. So I'm I'm very happy that I made the decision and pulled the plug and the what really drove it home for me in addition to the validation calls was also just the calls with the company as well um you know the senior vice president of franchise development i established a great relationship with him the ceo i was on the phone with and um i'm very good at reading people because that's what i was paid to do for a living i worked in sales and as a salesperson i feel like you're paid to read people for a living and that's that's kind of what your job is and um I hate to use the word vibes, but the general vibes of the company I was getting. um, It just felt so good to know that there were companies out there that actually really cared about their team members. And they didn't look at me as an employee because, you know, I am an outside contractor technically as a franchisee. But just the level of support that they offered as well um, was really intriguing to me. And they were the ones who kept reminding me that I was buying a business and I'm not buying a job. So they had to constantly remind me, you know, I would constantly ask them, well, what about this? And what if I have to take time off for this? Because my mom is disabled and things like that. And they said, Alex, this is your business. You can run it however you want. And it took me a while to wrap my brain around that concept. I still struggled with that, actually. Um, (laughs) If I take a day off in the middle of the week to, you know, surprise my mom on her birthday, which I did this year for the first time ever, um, I took a day off in the middle of the week and... I still felt guilty about it because I still am really adjusting to the fact that this is my business. I can run things how I see fit and um, I know what my own goals are. Nobody provided the goals for me so that I don't have somebody else's quota hanging over my head. I have my own quota hanging over my head and I can adjust that as I see fit if necessary. So all of those things really played an important part because I really was seeking Some work-life balance because my personal life had been, while I was successful professionally, let's say I was not as successful personally. And um, being happy in both was a major goal of mine for the next chapter of my life. And I saw that being an option with Patrice and Associates' business model.
1: Would you say that you've surprised yourself at all? Kind of going through this?
0: Well... That's a great question. I I can't say that I'm entirely surprised by myself just because I do have, I, I know that I am a very big workaholic, but I also know that I love working. And I know with my personality, I get very excited when I talk to new people. So I, I would say that I'm not surprised that I'm doing better than I anticipated. Well, I'm doing better than the goal that I gave myself. And I gave myself a slightly... Maybe even a slightly toned down goal because I didn't want to start this process and start with the company um, as having this huge amount of pressure on myself. I wanted to make sure that I was doing this smartly and I was breaking some old bad habits uh, of working 24 hours a day. I wanted to kind of break some of those habits. And it was interesting, um, even throughout my entire mentorship period he's not my boss technically, but he's considered my regional developer. He and I would have daily phone calls for the first 90 days after I got out of training. And he had to, you know, even point out to me on a number of occasions, you know, Alex, I'm just reminding you, you said you didn't want to be a workaholic for the rest of your life. And, you know, I'm seeing some some hints of that. So like, you know, he kind of worked with me to help me make sure that I was achieving my goals. Um, It was a lot of It was a lot more than a mentorship. It was a very good partnership. And um, I felt very supported throughout it all. So I I gave myself a slightly achievable goal, a a very achievable goal. um, And I'm far succeeding it or far exceeding it, I should say.
1: I think one thing that you you kind of touched on was the culture at Patrice & Associates. Sounds like that was in line with you. But also, whenever I have people looking at franchise opportunities, you know, like, obviously we start to look at how much money can I make, right? Like they all, everybody is kind of focusing on that, but I really like to kind of lean into lifestyle as well. Does it offer the lifestyle that you want, you know, and the flexibility that you want? So um, I think you came from like the hotel, but you know, from hotels, you know, can you talk about the contrast of like owning your own business now versus coming from that world?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Yep. So, uh, what our firm primarily focuses on is um, hospitality recruiting. So, I grew up in restaurants. um, We didn't have a lot of money growing up. So, my sister and I started working from a very early age and I started in restaurants. And then I somehow fell into the hotel world. And, um, you know, being a manager in a hotel, it's very challenging um, and it can be very time consuming. And You know, some of that was self-induced because I am a workaholic and I was very protective of my clients. And so, you know, a big chunk of that was my own fault. But at the same time, you know, a hotel never closes. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, And so just being constantly available is almost a requirement if you want to be a manager in a hotel world. In addition to that, I worked on the sales side. And so because the hotel was open twenty-four seven. A lot of the clients thought that I was also available 24-7. So I was fielding phone calls from clients at all hours of the day, at all days of the week, holidays. I mean, I even had to deal with some client nonsense on the days of the Boston Marathon bombings. You know, so, you know, it just didn't... I was very engulfed and very, very wrapped up in the hotel world. Um, I saw my hotels more than I saw my own house. My personal life was always in the back seat, my job was always in the first seat. So everything in my personal life was next in line. Um, it was always the thing that got pushed back further and further and further because business came first, the hotel came first, the hotel's needs came first. And um, the life that I'm developing for myself now as a business owner is so drastically different. Um, and I honestly can thank COVID a little bit for that um, because COVID was when I really got that first taste of Work-life balance, which I thought was just a myth that I only read about. I didn't realize that it was actually something achievable. Um, so having that work-life balance now and a, a true quality of life is, it's really been a game changer for me. This was the best decision I've ever made in my life. And um, I'm so happy that I took the risk. Um, And honestly, it wasn't it doesn't even feel like that big of a risk, because the more I learned about these different business models, the more I learned that you're basically you're not reinventing the wheel, the wheel has already been created by somebody. And you're basically learning the wheel that they created or buying the system that they use. And really, the biggest risk is the risk on myself. And for, for me, I would gamble on myself professionally any day. And so once I really understood that, I still couldn't believe I was making the decision, but there were so many positive reasons for me to take that risk and not enough negative reasons for me to not take it. The pros far outweighed the cons. And so um, I really just kind of had to swallow the fear down and realize that I'm going, the way I'm going to be successful is as much as I want to put into it. And knowing myself and knowing how self motivated I am, I realized, well, Heck, that's that's not even a concern at all. If, if That's the, my biggest concern with, with making this move and being a business owner and taking out this loan. Um, if the biggest risk is me risking myself and I know how I am and I know I'm self-motivated and I know my skills are transferable to this, then there really is minimal risk in my opinion. And that was really the deciding factor for me that led me to finally pull the plug and uh, hit the green light and start moving forward on it all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Like, I get that question all the time. Like, how much money am I going to make? And, you know, like, what, you know, like, what's the guarantees here? I need some guarantees, you know, and look in the mirror, you know, like, exactly. You what know, your guarantee is. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I can't do it for you, you know? And, right. Uh, you know, and so ultimately, it is a bet on yourself, no matter what you choose. Uh, there's some support uh, with the franchise award that you uh, need to see if, like, can I use that that's going to catapult me? Um, But ultimately, I I believe it's a, you know, it's a bet on yourself. And can you execute? That's what it comes down to. So
0: yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, the support, I think, is a really huge factor, because yes, I'm taking a gamble on myself. But I also want to make sure that there is support from whatever business model or whatever company that I'm purchasing from, to make sure that they have my back as well, especially in the initial months while I'm learning um, and taking all this on. So investigating the the way they support you during this process was really important for me as well for sure
1: how instrumental has it been to connect with other franchisees within patrice and associates have you connected with them
0: uh, it's so many it's funny i said to somebody yesterday i feel like the uh recruiter for some of my other <laughs> colleagues, um, I've developed great relationships with them. And, you know, the way Patrice & Associates works in a huge draw to me with their business model was that I think the way they run the company is done very, very fairly. I think they do business fairly externally and internally. And so I work constantly with other franchisees in the company. You know, for the business that I purchased, we kind of have twofold um, because it's a recruiting business. You have the clients that, of course, you want to develop in in due time, but you also have candidates that you want to place with some of the open jobs in our system. And um, I really liked their business model because they do open up jobs that everybody in the company can work. So you're not starting from ground zero, which was very important to me. And so just through doing the natural course of business and working some of these open jobs, all of the open jobs are provided by other franchisees who have developed their clients over the years. And so it all happened really organically and very naturally for me to develop friendships um, with these other franchisees. And I have probably 50 of them on my cell phone already. And I regularly get text messages from them saying, Alex, I'm opening up this position in Florida. And, you know, can you check, do you have any chefs down in Florida or, You know, Alex, can you work your magic in Kansas City and uh, things like that? So, you know, of course, there's always competition, um, but it's a very healthy competition. We all try to support each other very much. And I have yet to be have a negative experience with any of the other franchisees. It's very much a healthy, happy family. And, you know, there's little bumps along the way when you have interesting and unique situations come up. But we all work really, really well together. I found with even with some of the other business models I was looking at during those validation calls, they all had pretty similar feedback as well with those business models as well. That everybody as a franchisee works really well together because everybody's kind of gone through the same process. And, um, you know, who are we kidding? Most of us don't come from money. It's not like a lot of us have this money just hanging around in our bank accounts. So everybody understands. A lot of what it's like and kind of the fears involved when you first go into making a decision like this.
1: Yeah, it's like the high tides lifts all ships mentality. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> for people who don't know with, what, about Patrice and Associates, you know, if you could, like, you know, going into it, what challenges did you think that you were going to be presented with? And then maybe like now that you're on the other side of it, were those just manifestations that you thought were going to be something that they weren't, you know, like, were you creating roadblocks that really weren't there that Patrice and associates were able to remove, you know, but you know, other than that, like what challenges are there being a Patrice and associates? Uh, that
0: is all? a great question. And I do a lot of validation calls for the firm now. Um, so I, I, I get this question a lot actually. So In in my world, we call those kind of those self-manifestation fears. We call those cognitive distortions, basically, where you are creating your own fears. Um, (laughs) You are kind of creating your own fears and, you know, they might be bubbling out of for no reason, they they could be self like completely self created, or you know there may be a tiny bit of truth to them, but then you add on this exponential amount of stress around it that's completely unnecessary. So it's a little bit of a distorted reality. Um, so I absolutely had those, and I one hundred percent told myself that during the training I was prepared to be overwhelmed, stressed out you know, uh, feel like I bit off more than that I could chew. And I, I went into the training expecting those feelings to, to happen. And I was very pleasantly surprised to learn that I didn't feel overwhelmed. And none of what they were teaching was of out of my realm of capabilities. Um, I will actually never forget this one aha moment that I had. And it was before I even signed the franchise disclosure um, document. And you know, there was all this talk around the DBA document, the DBA. And, you know, I'm not, I never finished college. I don't have a master's in business or any of this. And I kept hearing about the DBA document. And I'm like, what is this massive document? I'm just in my brain. I thought it was this massive, terrifying document. (laughs) And when I learned that DBA literally just stands for doing business as, I was like, that's all that it means. And after I had that realization, I was like, I can absolutely learn anything that this process <laughs> is going to throw at me. Once I realized that the DBA was actually just a very simple document saying that I'm buying a business, but I'm doing business as Patrice and Associates, yeah. I it lifted a whole bunch of my fears uh, immediately off my shoulders. And I said, I looked at the document and you know, it wasn't riddled in legalese terms. Uh, it was a very doable document. It was something that normal, regular people can understand. (laughs) And uh, that was kind of my aha moment. And I was like, I can handle this. You know, I was learning everything as I was going along. Um, I had never had an LLC before. So I had to learn how to do that along with the process. And um, those fears absolutely were there. And majority of them were created by myself. And um, once I really got into the training, just my own self confidence really started to build because I realized that Everything I was learning was not out of reach. Um, It was something that, sure, would it take me a little bit of time to learn? Absolutely. Uh, Would it take a little bit of effort and maybe being comfortable with being uncomfortable in certain situations? Absolutely. But that's the same with any new job. I will say that it was probably within my first month, I was talking to um, a very close friend of mine and she was asking me how things were going. And I just told her a couple of stories that just, helped me realize my confidence that, yes, this is absolutely something I can do. And not only is it something I can do, but it's a business I'm confident I can grow. And it is also something that I know is going to lead me further towards my long-term plan because I have fallen in love with the franchising world so much that I plan on expanding my portfolio. is now my new long-term goal. (laughs) And I see this as my first step to getting to where I want to be.
1: That's great. Well, uh, Alex. So to kind of end on a question that I ask everyone, you know, now that you've made this leap, you know, and you're and someone is looking to get into this world, what advice would you have given yourself, you know, if you would have started on that day one, or if someone else is looking into getting into franchising or even opening up their own business?
0: I would say, at the very least, have a conversation to explore the option. I remember you had mentioned earlier that, you know, sometimes people don't even want to have a conversation with you to to hear about this. And if I were too afraid to have even just had a quick phone call conversation about this opportunity, my life would never have ended up where it is today. And I'm very happy with where I am today. So the biggest advice I would say is don't panic. The financial stuff, there are ways to get the funding or get the monetary needs um, to go into this. And be realistic with yourself. Don't get too scared off by what it costs to open the franchise. Because like I said, there are ways to afford that, even if you don't have $100,000 sitting in your bank account, because I absolutely did not. But I found a way to make it work. And there's resources out there that are available to help you. It's not as scary as it thinks. It's okay to be afraid. Because we all get afraid now and again, um, so it's totally natural and normal to have that fear, and you know that fear is also part of what drives you once you do open up your business. I like having that fear because I help I feel that it just helps motivate me even more to get out of bed in the morning and it has really just kind of expanded what's available and what options are out there on the horizon for me so you know I, I think just again the mon the money really is a huge thing for a lot of people, so I would just say don't let that stop you from at least starting the conversation because if I hadn't at least had the first conversation, none of this would have ever happened for me. And I cannot say enough times that this is the best decision I ever made in my life and nothing could turn me away from it at this point. Like there's no looking back for me. I'm fully invested and I'm loving every second of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. And you're such a ray of light. So thank you for joining me today. It is awesome. And congratulations to you and making this leap. And thank your you. your the success you've had to this point. So it's, thank it's, you. Thank you heavier. for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. We'll see you soon.
0: All right. Bye, Charles.